0: Recording? Yeah.
1: Excellent. Um Hello everyone. what well, I'm gonna do
0: the sync too. Oh. Now hello everyone.
1: Hey everybody. Um there's another episode of From the Soul Out of the Ass or Arse. as you like to call it.
0: As it's called.
1: In this country, I guess. I have to get used to that. Alameda. Anyway, uh, this is going to be the first of a series of episodes we're going to do on ancient philosophy. Yes. Because we are, surprise, surprise, taking a course in ancient philosophy and, well, we thought it would be instructive to work through some of the ideas, and hopefully we will have, in future episodes, have guests along the way from our class Hmm. come and discuss so we can get a wide range of ideas. But we'll do our best today to cover the wide spectrum of opinions and consider our perspectives in
0: this particular case. In short, this is going to be us being incredibly confused about ancient Greek philosophy and trying to get our head around it.
1: You may be very confused. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm going to be confused too. Um, but you know, truth is never easy, nor are knowledge. So we have to enter into the muddy parts. Sure, sure. Today. Well,
0: let's, so let's start with some of the basics we covered yesterday in class, um, namely about the material that we're going to be uh, we're going to be using, because um, a lot of the uh, at least the pre socratic philosophy so pre socrates um <clears throat> there is next to no actual material surviving from from that time um, and what we're working off and what uh all philosophers nowadays ancient philosopher, ancient philosophers of ancient literature are working off of our fragments or what was it the one testimonials testimonials so fragments being um s- sections of their writing that have either been memorized and written down by other philosophers um, uh, or surviving fragments of their work that have been sort of um, copied and copied and copied. Um, And uh, these have all been through translations and interpretations, so um, there are... All of this is up for debate. But Um, the, the fragments are their own words. Yes, yeah. But the interpretation of the fragments are... Because the, uh, the uh, these are all been translated and interpreted, right. so uh, there's lots of like there's a couple of examples even just here where there's two or three different interpretations of one fragment. Meaning, um, there's no right answer. Yeah, so this is hence the confusion. Um, and then the testimonials are um, uh, people after the time of these philosophers giving an account of what those philosophers were talking about right. in their own writing. Um, either using it as a citation or talking about like uh, historians like right. Plutarch and whatnot, making other ancient philosophers talking about other ancient philosophers and giving them the description of what they're up to in their own work. Cause apparently it was quite a close knit community. Um, right. Like they all knew, like they all still come from roughly the same kind of time, roughly the same kind of place. They all knew what the, each other were up to. Um, I, th- I think, um... or very, or were very familiar with what each other were up to. I should say.
1: Right. I think, just because it's helpful, which makes a quick point, is when we say with the testimonials, people after the fact uh, describing what that person has said or wrote, we're talking about not immediately after, but like people like Aristotle and, Hmm. you know, still ancients talking about ancients or Romans talking about Greeks.
0: Yeah. Or medievals talking about Greeks. Yes. Although I don't know of any particular examples where we have medieval accounts of the Greeks. No, but she did mention it in... She did? She did mention it in class, Teachers power, Okay.
1: Anyway, we're going to be talking today about um, Parmenides of Elea. Um the Elysians were a school of ancient Greek philosophers, um, kind of were founded by Parmenides. Um, And I think he's often attributed um, as having a monistic view of the world so that the world is made out of one thing i don't necessarily agree that that's what he's saying but that's kind of what the school has been known for Mm -hmm. um like i said because in an opposition to a, a dualist account of the world there being two things that make up the world
0: like descartes spirit and the material kind of thing
1: yeah, but Descartes didn't think that those were the... Well, maybe. I don't know. Just as an example of, dual, yeah. of dualism. Or, or somebody who might say that, you know, fire and water make up everything. Um, again, I'm only saying that because that's kind of the the Wikipedia version. Mm-hmm. Although maybe Wikipedia is more sophisticated. I don't know. <clears throat> but anyway. I doubt it. Um... Right, so it's more complicated than that. And he, Parmenides doesn't explicitly say that
0: the walls might have
1: one thing. One thing. Um, right, so we are going to be talking about just Parmenides, as I said, and particularly um, one particular fragment that is the longest fragment that we have of any pre-Socratic philosopher, mm. um and what what this fragment is about is essentially what is the correct way of
0: thinking pers- about the world thinking
1: about the world mm. um Right. He, he kind of posits that there's two two paths um, and
0: and this is it's presented as well as a as an experience he has with a goddess with a goddess Um, so what I what I think we should do um, mm-hmm. before we get to because I take it you're meaning point eight you're referring yes. to what I think we should do is I think we should start with the first one because it's a it's like a reading of it because it is that description of that experience of that him going to the goddess and she, she details those two paths in this section. Okay. And then we can, so I think if uh, you can read it if you want, or I can give it a read. Um, and can, then we, we can... can switch off. Uh, sure. Do, I'll do point one. You can do
1: two to seven. I'll do point eight. Go for it. Um, and we'll put this in the video. That will be up on Spotify and YouTube as per usual. So you can follow along. All right. The Mars, which carry me as far as my spirit ever aspired, were escorting me when they brought me and proceeded along the renowned route of the goddess, which brings a knowing mortal to all cities one by one. On this route, I was being brought. On it, wise Mars were bringing me, straining the chariot, and maidens were guiding the way. The axle in the center of the wheel was shrilling forth the bright sound of a music pipe, a blaze, for it was being driven forward by two rounded wheels at either end, as the daughters of the sun were hastening to escort me after leaving the house of night for the light, having pushed back the veils from their heads with their hands. There are the gates of the roads of night and day, and a lintel and a stone threshold contain them. High in the sky, they are filled by huge doors, of which avenging justice holds the keys that fit them. The maidens beguiled her with soft words and skillfully persuaded her to push back the bar for them, quickly from the gates. They made a a gaping gap of the doors when they opened them, swinging in turn in their sockets the bronze posts fastened with bolts and rivets. There, straight through them, Straight through them then the maidens held a chariot and horses on the broad road, and the goddess received me kindly, took my right hand in hers, and addressed me with these words, Young man, accompanied by immortal charioteers, who reach my house by the horses which bring you. Welcome, since it was not an evil destiny that sent you forth to travel this route, for indeed it is far from the beaten path of humans, but right And justice. There is need for you to learn all things, both the unshaken heart of persuasive truth and the opinions of mortals, in which there is no true reliance. It's a very arrogant way of putting it. But nevertheless, you will learn these two, that it is right that the objects of opinion, genuinely, are being always, indeed, all things.
0: <coughs> this is the second fragment mm-hmm. but come now, I will tell you, and you, when you have heard the story, bring it away about those roots of investigation that are the only ones to be thought of the one both that is and that it is not the case that is not. This is the path of persuasion for it accompanies truth the other Both that is not, and that is not is right. This, indeed, I declare to you to be a track entirely unable to be investigated. For you cannot know what is not, for it cannot be accomplished, nor can you declare it. Third, for the same thing both can be thought of and can be, an alternative translation for this is, for thinking and being are the same, and a third alternative translation, The same thing is for thinking and for being. Fourth fragment. But gaze upon things which, although absent, are securely present to the mind, for you will not cut off what is from clinging to what is, neither being scattered everywhere in every way in order, nor being brought together. Fifth fragment. For me it is different where I am am to begin from, for that is where I will arrive back again. Sixth fragment. It is right both to say, and to think, that it is what is, for it is the case that it is. But nothing is not. These things I bid you to ponder. For this is the first route of investigation, from which I hold you back. And then from that one on, which mortals, knowing nothing, wander two-headed, for helplessness in their breasts steers their wandering mind. They are born along, deaf and blind alike, dazed hordes without judgment." by whom it, namely what is, is thought both to be and not to be, the same and not the same, but the path of all is backward-turning. 7. For in no way may this ever be defeated, so that things that are not are. But you hold your thought back from this route of investigation and do not let habit, rich in experience, compel you along this route to direct an aimless eye and an echoing ear and tongue, but judge by reason the much contested examination spoken by me. If you keep going. <clears throat> number eight. This is the biggie. Yeah. Maybe we should pause? Yes, yeah. Because that, that kind of introduces the two paths, and uh, I think quite an important quote um, by Parmenides um that but judge by reason the much contested examination spoken by me um because so i think one of the maybe we'll get on to this i think one of the um well-known things about Parmenides was his introduction of deductive reasoning right um which so i think is in point eight i think that that happens right really what
1: what these first seven fragments have done is they've set the scene for him to tell us about these two, these two roots of investigation,
0: as sure. he calls it. Sure. Two methods of thinking about. Right, and just to clarify, where those those are. <clears throat> uh, do, 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 do. So that it was in the second fragment, So I'll just read again, just so it's clear. But now come, I will tell you, and you, when you have heard the story, bring it away about those roots of investigation that are the only ones to be thought of. The first one both that is and that it is not the case that is not is the path of persuasion for it accompanies truth and the other the second route of thinking both that is not and that is not is right this indeed I declare to you to be a track entirely unable to be investigated for you cannot know what is not for it cannot be accomplished nor can you declare it so I think just to kind of put that out in a statement is there is no uh, way to uh, to positively give an account of what is not yeah because it is nothing yeah you can't uh, well, what, what's, the, what's the old way of saying it you can't prove a negative right basically
1: what is not does not have any properties yes because it's nothing
0: Describe nothing, as we were talking about yesterday.
1: Uh,
0: And then the other way is, uh, the uh, the first one is uh, a description of what is. It's uh, to give a positive account of things because it has properties, because it has ways in which it can be described. So eight is going to give us an account of what it means to be. Yes. Is. And the second one, the arrogant goddess, as you put it, is uh, attributed that to the what. The goddess is saying that that's what mortals do, or Parmenides is saying that the goddess said that that's what mortals do. The second the second route. The one ill-advised? Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, my voice is a little touchy, sure. so if yeah.
0: <clears throat> you wouldn't mind reading it. That would be... Sure. Really if you want to stop at any point while well, I'm doing this, just to cover anything, we can. Um, or I'll read the well, whole thing we'll through. Touch on parts afterwards. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Just one story of a root is still left, is. On this root, there are signs, very many, that what is, is ungenerated and imperishable, whole, unique, steadfast, and complete. Nor was it ever, nor will it be, since it is not, sorry, nor was it ever, nor will it be, since it is now altogether one, holding together. For what birth will you investigate for it? How and from what did it grow? I will allow you neither to say nor to think. From what is not, for is not, is not to be said or thought of. What need would have roused it, later or earlier, to grow, having begun from nothing? In this way it is right, either fully to be or not, nor will the force of conviction ever impel anything to come to be beside beside it from what is not. <clears throat> Excuse me. for this reason neither coming to be nor perishing did justice allow loosening her shackles but she justice holds it and the decision about these things is in this is or is not and it has been decided as is necessary to leave the one the first root unthought of and unnamed for it is not a real root sorry the second root so that the other root is, and is genuine. But how can what is be hereafter? How can it come to be? For if it came to be, it is not, not even if it is something going to be. Thus generation has been extinguished, and perishing cannot be investigated. Nor is it divisible, since it is all alike, and not at all more in any respect which would keep it from holding together, or at all inferior, but is But it is all full of what is, therefore it is all holding together, for what is draws near to what is, but motionless in the limits of great bonds it is, without starting or ceasing, since generation and perishing have wandered far, far away, true conviction repelled them. Remaining the same, and in the same and by itself it lies, and so remains there fixed, For mighty necessity holds it in bonds of a limit which holds it back on all sides. For this reason it is right for what is to be not incomplete. For it is not lacking, otherwise what is would be in want of everything. What is to be thought of is the same as that on account of which the thought is. For not without what is, in which it depends having been solemnly pronounced, you will find thinking for nothing else either is or will be except what is, since precisely this is what fate shackled to be whole and motionless. Therefore it has been named all things that mortals, persuaded that they are real, have posited both to be generated and to perish, to be and not, and to change place and alter bright colour. But since the limit is ultimate, it, namely what is, is complete from all directions, like the bulk of a well-rounded sphere equally matched from the middle on all sides for it is right for it to be not in any way greater or any lesser than any than in a, in another <coughs> for neither is it the case that what is not is which would stop it from reaching the same nor is there any way in which what is would be in one way more than what is and in another way less since it is all inviolable for equal to itself from all direction all directions sorry it meets uniformly with its limits at this point i want you to know i end my reliable account and thought about truth from here on learn mortal opinions listening to the deceitful order of my words for they established two forms to name in their judgments of which it is not right to name in this they have gone astray and they distinguish things opposite in body and establish signs apart from one another. For one, the ethereal fire of flame, mild, very light, the same as itself in every direction, but not the same as the other. But that other one in itself is opposite, dark night, a dense and heavy body. I declare to you all the ordering as it appears, so that no mortal judgment may overtake you. That's the end of 11.8. <clears throat> Alright. Um, See,
1: confusion. I'll just say that if you've already read it, you can skip that part. Go to now. Um, okay. I think what we should start with is, is I think it's prudent to take it, um, to take it, in order, because he, he because he does make a very there's a logical yes order to where he goes. So, so when you look at lines one to four or one to five, really. Um, What you have is essentially properties that he is he is listing as what is mm-hmm. so he says what is is so, ungenerated imperishable whole unique steadfast and complete so just You know, to repeat that, what he's saying is, what is, which is what, I think we should leave the question of what, what, what is, this is going to sound very redundant, leave the question of what, what is, Mm -hmm. is, um, later, we're going to leave it ambiguous for now. Right.
0: As to the is, as what that is,
1: and what's being referred to when is is. Does it exist? Is it a metaphysical? Anyway. So, But that is ungenerated, imperishable, whole, unique, steadfast, and complete. Mm -hmm. Got that? Nor was it ever, nor will it be, since it is now all together. One holding together. So, meaning. It was never, nor was it ever, I take to mean, in the past. It it was not, it did not exist in the past, and it did not, or it was not in the past, and it was not in the future, because it is now. Okay. Altogether, so... Altogether, together, one holding together. So essentially, what he, I think what he's trying to say here is, it cannot be in the past, because that means it is no longer now. And it cannot be in the future, because that also means that in the future, that in the present it, it is not
0: so so you're saying that all that is in its imperishable form is always now, never before and never after. but right. doesn't that also at the same time make it eternal if <clears throat> well I think, I think if it's always now I think you have to you don't you can't think about it in terms of like at
1: point a it will be. And it therefore at point B it can therefore at point B it like doesn't exist. Right? Or essentially that it doesn't it's not possible that it if at point A it is, at point B it is. So I think what he's trying to say is in the, the space of time, it's not possible that something exists but then does not exist, that's the past. And it's not possible that something doesn't exist, but then exists at a future moment.
0: Right, because he asks for what birth will you investigate for it? How right. and from what did it grow? Right. I will allow you neither to say nor to think. Right. So so those those are his
1: um properties, right? So then from Kind of. Then he kind of starts his argument for why these are the case. Mm, sure. cool. So from 6 to 9 he says how and from what did it grow I will allow you neither to say nor to think from what is not for is not is not to be said or thought of what need would have roused it later or earlier to grow having begun from nothing. So this is kind of what we just touched on previously the idea that you can't if something is it can't then be nothing and if something is nothing it can't then turn into something or what is does that make sense
0: I mean no but
1: um, I mean just yeah uh, so that's that's what he's trying to describe. Right, the idea that if you take something that does not exist, uh-huh. it can't then- Become something. Become something. And if you take something- Right. It can't then become what does not exist.
0: I see, I see. So that which exists is eternal in that it exists, though it may change form and shift but that which is there is always there right. and that which isn't can never come to be something only that which is something is and main, maintains itself as something never becomes nothing right okay yep see that and then
1: he kind of <coughs> he kind of goes on to say what need would have roused it later or earlier to grow having begun from nothing in this way it is right either fully to be or not right this is kind of him continuing This saying, so if you take i mean if you take that first part saying it mm. it can't generate from anything, and if it can't generate you can't
0: it, you can't uh, n-
1: right what I mean is it can't generate something from nothing right that's essentially what it's saying you can't it cannot yes um, and so if you can't generate something from nothing, then it follows according to him that you can't have something have had a past where it was not and have a future where it was not mm-hmm. okay Home that's his yep that's his thing so then uh in line 11 to we'll see where it goes uh From this reason, oh no, I'm sorry, nor will the force of conviction ever impel anything to come to be beside it from what is not. For this reason, neither coming to be nor perishing did justice allow, loosening her shackles, but she holds it. And the decision about these things is this is in this Is in this sorry is or is not and it has been decided as is necessary to leave the one root unthought of and unnamed so that the other root is and is genuine um, okay i think i think of this first part for this reason neither coming to be nor perishing to justice allow this is saying it. If something is, it cannot perish, mm-hmm. right? So this kind of ties into the. It cannot be in the future because it cannot be, in the present. And then later. No longer be. Right.
0: It doesn't how I, 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 I. Oh,
1: sorry. That's the past. Sorry. It cannot. It cannot be in the past and then now no longer be. I
0: see. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That makes better sense. Um, I'm doing a much better job with this than I am, by the way. No and <laughs> And
1: the things... And the decision about these things is in this. Is or is not. And it has been decided as is necessary to leave the one root unthought of and unnamed. So the other root is and is genuine. I think here I could he's just reinforcing his overall point, which is which is kind of the conclusion of what he's... The second thinking.
0: fragment, which was the the one route being the right way of thinking and the other way being the wrong way of thinking.
1: Right. And then essentially, kind of when he says um, the decision about these things is this, is in this, is or is not, and has been decided as necessary to leave the one... Unthought of and unnamed, meaning the things that are not cannot be thought of
0: and should not be named because they have no properties. Right, but he's referring to the root here. That's that's what's in that brackets. Right. So, but I think he's he's not referring to the things in this statement. He's referring to the root of thinking about things. I think that's how I read that when I was when I was reading Al because I added second. I added um. <coughs> Because in uh, square brackets in this segment, it's added in root. So I I think he's referring to...
1: But see, when he says just one story of a root is still left, is, I take that to mean that the root is, is, Mm. and that the other root is, is not. I see, I see. Because I I think that makes sense when he says it's unthought of and unnamed. Because it wouldn't make sense if he's talking about the one that
0: mortals go, because unthought of and unnamed... Yeah, so yes, yeah, so he's referring to the second root of thinking that was referred to in the second fragment. And then this but, one... But I'm saying it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for him to say that... Yeah, but it doesn't... Like, sorry, sorry, Karen, what, you, what are you saying? I was going to say... <clears throat> if he's saying
1: the decision about these things is in this, mm-hmm. is or is not, and has been decided as is necessary to leave the one... I think he's talking about is or is not here, unthought of and unnamed, for this is not a real root, so that the other root is, is, and is genuine. I don't think he's think talking about the two paths of um, perception here. I think he's talking about what is and what is not. Because in the beginning, he says, just one story. Oh, but those
0: are the two roots. Those are the two parts of thinking about reality or thinking about.
1: Well, I took I took the mortal path to be the one that says that things can be is and they can be is not. And his claim is that is not what is the case.
0: OK, let's go back and read the two roots again, because yeah. uh, just to, to clarify, I mean, we can argue about this or or so. <clears throat> second fragment. But come now, I I will tell you, and you, Parmenides, when you have heard the story, bring it away, about those roots of investigation that are the only ones to be thought of. The one, the first, uh, both that is, and that it is not the case that is not. Right. So that's that's negating the claims of making a negative claim. Right. So you can only make a positive claim is the first route. Right. Right. And the other. Oh, sorry. Uh, the first route is the path of persuasion for it accompanies truth. So this is the is. Right. So that right. is and it is not the case that is not. And then the second route, the other, both that is not and that is not is right. This indeed I declare to you to be a track entirely unable to be investigated, for you cannot know what is not, for it cannot be accomplished, nor can you declare it. So if we go back over here, sorry, where were we? Uh, and it's been, so as is necessary to leave the the one route unthought of and unnamed, for it is not a real route. I took that to be the the second of those two. Yes. Yeah, and so that the other root, referring to the first one, is and is genuine. Yeah, is and is genuine. Okay. Well, so we 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 agreeing on that. We right. The one that is genuine is the one that is. Yes, and the unthought of and unnamed one is the is not, and is not is right. Right. Is <laughs> the one that's
1: unnamed <laughs> <No. laughs> the one that is the one that is unnamed and unthought of. Yep. For it is un is not a real root, is the one that it, that says that is not and is can so- can be the same, can coexist. Right?
0: No no uh, right. okay, so, okay so okay so the sex so, uh, are this both is not and that is not is right right so but the but there is not sorry you can't see this <clears throat> so the so there is not so this is in quotes right and so both that is not in quotes and there and that quote is not in its own quotes and then within that quote is right so that is right is referring to the is not so the the claim of is not so i took that to be making negative claims right right and then the there is not is right so to say that making positive negative claims yes. is right so that's not okay you're right so that's not saying is and is not at the same time it's saying that to make a negative claim right. and to say that making a negative claim is the right way of thinking about the world. yes and that one shit don't do that one that's the unnamed and ungendered. okay cool so I think we were getting. I think we were. Because.
1: Right, because as you said, there's that word right again. Um, and we're using a lot of the same jargon, so it's getting complicated. But as right. you said, <laughs> as you said, the track that says that to say that is not mm-hmm. is right right is wrong, and i my interpretation of this is to to say is he's kind of saying his whole thing about what it is to think of has to be what is because you cannot think of what is not
0: right right because it has because there's no, no there's no yeah there's, there's nothing to think about there's nothing to describe there's nothing to take to pieces or...
1: And then so when he says those who pursue the wrong path are the ones that say that is not is right, Mm -hmm. the reason that is wrong is because his diagnosis is that they think that is not still has... that they think they can still think of is not, I guess, because what he's saying is they don't recognize that is not has no properties. Right. That they can, they think that they can describe is not presumably because they attribute some kind of properties to what is not. Which you can't. That's and that's the reason they think it is right. But he's saying it has no properties and it has nothing. So it is not
0: right. Sure because okay, again he says for what birth will you investigate for it right what beginning did it how what beginning right. did nothing have right what this is the point about the properties right uh uh how and from what did it grow right because there's, mm. there's nothing to say about uh is not right right um the, what did is not come from what did is not what is not what did it grow out of right um he says i will not allow i will allow you neither to say nor think not to think. From what is not, for is not. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. <clears throat> Maybe we <with> be that? Sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that's okay. One attempt to kind of mm-hmm. simplify this. The bad root ascribes that what is not meaning the negation of some things can have properties or can exist or can be thought of. And the correct way is to recognize that you can only think of or conceive or what has properties is what is. Mm-hmm. And that what is not has none of those and therefore can be not cannot be thought of, cannot be conceived, and does not have properties.
0: Right, right. Because the goddess, I think, later on instructs him right towards the end, or whatever it was, to think about what she's, to use reason to think about what she describes. But what she's describing is is positive. So she's saying you can only use your reason to think about what is. Right. You cannot use your reason to think about what is not because it's impossible.
1: Right. Okay, good. Hopefully, that makes some semblance of sense. Um, I'm repeating, I'm following the Parmenides tradition of using words that stem from the same thing in repetition to confuse confuse the hell out of everybody. Um, Anyway, let's continue. Go for it but how can what is be hereafter how can it come to be for if it came to be it is not and even and not sorry for if it came to be it is not not even if it is sometime going to be thus generation has been extinguished and perishing cannot be investigated Okay, so there... I mean, I think we're kind of continuing among the same themes that we have touched upon, which is essentially... It can't have... Wait, wait, one second. It, It can't have come to be because that implies that it was not at some point, and therefore... And it cannot later no longer be perish right he, like
0: extinguish mm-hmm.
1: and perish are it it cannot
0: be and then at a, at a later point no longer be okay so so he's saying <clears throat> things that are so things that exist they cannot become and they cannot uh, cease to exist that which exists exists always right and it, it always existed Exists now and will always exist. It can't become and it can't perish. Right. Okay. Exactly.
1: Because he says, he says if it came to be, it is not. So, if it came to be what is, mm-hmm. then it must have been what is not prior to. And if it perishes and becomes at some point what it, and if it perishes, then that means at some point it's going to be what is not, mm-hmm. and that can't happen, because as he because well, that's
0: the second root and that's the you're, they're making right. a but a, as he
1: a... argues his logic for saying those two things are what is not is nothing mm-hmm. and you can't have something from nothing and you can't have something turn into nothing mm-hmm. essentially that's what he's saying
0: yeah. um, I just want to pause here for a second because I have a, a couple of my um, biases uh popping up in my head. Um so, because what we didn't say at the beginning is that uh this is coming out of the ancient Greek tradition where uh the presence of gods, uh theology, spirituality were very present in thinking about the worlds, even those who were turning their attention to thinking rationally and with with reason. And so for those who might be listening who uh like uh like myself Have maybe hearing some of these claims about how things exist or not existing, and maybe thinking, well, that sounds like bullshit. It sounds like a lot of these claims, um, I'm not going to call them bullshit, but uh, a lot of the descriptions of how the world works are going to sound weird and strange to us today for those listening who might not be in an academic context, because I think we have some listeners who, who aren't necessarily in. My mom. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. My, my mom isn't listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah. So, so for anyone who's listening to this and thinking, Jesus Christ, that sounds nuts, or this is really hard to follow, um, stick with it, right? Like these... Uh, yeah. I'll
1: I, I just say that I'm inclined to interpret it in a way that gives the benefit of the doubt to the author, maybe because I'm part Greek and I'm rooting for the Greeks, maybe because I'm an optimistic person, but I'll just say that my interpretation is, and as we've said, there's a lot of ways to interpret it. Sure. My interpretation is going to be... One that gives the author the benefit of that. Sure,
0: I That wasn't a denigration, by the way. Well, I, I wasn't. No, no, no. Uh, I, 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 to... I didn't mean.
1: I didn't. <clears throat> it wasn't a response to denigration. I'm just putting that forward for when I later tell you what I think.
0: Go for it, nice. Um, yeah. Sorry. As as you were.
1: All right. So then he says, "Nor is it divisible, since it is alike, and not at all more in any respect which would keep it from holding together, or at all inferior, but it is all full of what is." Therefore, it is all holding together, for what is draws near to what is, but motionless in the limits of great bonds. It is without starting or ceasing, since generation and perishing have wandered far, far away. True conviction repelled them. Alright, so, I think this first part is, Nor is it divisible, since it is all alike. I think what he's trying to, what plain English words would sound like uh, is you can't have something that is partly made up of what is and what is not.
0: Because There are no half-truths.
1: Because there are no half-truths, right? And if it is divisible, well, that seems to mean that you can take away parts of what is. Right? If you have... Mm, which deprives it of itself. Right? If you have a whole onion, right, and you cut it in half, then the one half of the onion in some sense is what is an onion and what is not an onion. Right? hmm
0: It both is and is an onion.
1: Exactly. It's part of an onion. And so I think that's where he's coming from with the visible part of it. And and, and it would make sense because... Then he follows it up by saying, Therefore it is all holding together, for what is draws near to what is, but motionless in the limits of great bonds. It is without starting or ceasing, since generation and perishing have wandered far, far away through conviction repelled them. Mm. So I think, I think that's his kind of way of saying, repeating again a similar claim that... Sure, sure. It, if it, if it can divide, then it can perish in some sense. Right? And that, as he said, cannot happen.
0: Right, right. Okay. I wanted to bring in something as well from, um, about is. Right? What, what like, uh, because a lot of people might be thinking, well, what are you talking about when you say is? And I know we said we put that to the side. We're talking about is, yeah. don't you know? Um, and... The verb to be. There were four ways presented to us in the lecture. I'm looking at our, at our lecture notes. Thank um, you,
1: Ina Kupreva.
0: Well remembered. Um, <clears throat> so the four ways uh, of thinking about is, there was Existential right so like uh it exists right so yep. it this this is this table is because it it exists then there was uh predicate predicative so this chair is gray mm-hmm. right so that's a way of, another way of using it is this chair is something uh athan is happy um well, not not currently but so it, and then there's <laughs> <laughs> veridical so which is uh something is true it is the case that something is. So yeah. it is true that Athen is happy. What, what or, was the the one before vertical? Pre, uh, predicative. Predicative. You know, Struggled to say for some reason.
1: Which is say it again.
0: So that's uh, that's uh, 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 describing a predicate to something. So the chair this object. Ah, I see. has the predicate so of gray. This surface is red. Yes. Yeah. It's a predicate of, of gray. So it is is saying that it has a property. Yeah. X is something. Got it. Right? Yeah. And then the last one is uh, of identity, right? So that was uh, sort of equating, so x equals y, right? So like, uh, I can't think of an, what would be an example of that. Um, how is that different from predicative? I asked this question. What, did just, you, what was what was the last one? The last one was of identity. So
1: to be something. <sighs> Oh, right, let's let's try to go through. Yeah, that yeah. Carry on. John. With I know, John, sure. the example of uh, this table is brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so existential existential would be this table exists, mm-hmm. right? So like that would be existential. Yeah, yeah. Uh, predicative would be this table is he like is here like for it to be is is,
0: a, for it to have something and for it to have a property a property yeah so is brown is hard um, is I don't think here would not here I think here would be existential okay um, maybe I, I was um, talking about more like location not oh I see I see um, um, fair enough so yeah so this this table is yeah. in this recording room
1: just a quick thing refrain from smacking the table because it registered with the mic. And...
0: I'm sorry.
1: No worries. Um, uh, I don't mind. Just yeah, yeah, no, the I just, viewers might. Mind. Um No, I just wanted to introduce those. Um
0: I, I believe that the oh, text... Well, let's
1: let's continue. So yeah. vertical. How would we, we use vertical with the table,
0: except? Uh, so um so ver, ver uh vertical is truth. Right. So uh, the table, it is... See, I'm going to use a predicate in a second. I don't want to... That's what I, that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, like, yeah. But, no, but this, I asked this question yesterday. I think I asked what's well, I guess the difference I guess between... it's a, if you think about logic, right?
1: Um, and so let's say the table is, is we re- assign A to that. Mm-hmm. For A to be true...
0: I guess what does it mean for A to be true? Right, but that's still not difficult, different from it being uh, predicative in terms of is. Well, is it true? It's true. It's true that this chair is gray. No, but I guess I guess just like,
1: what does it mean for this table to be? something, I guess, maybe it's, what does it mean for this table to be something that can have a true or false value? Or to have a true value? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Maybe, maybe. Like, if it has all the, pro- if if at this table, right, this table has all the properties that it has. No, that uh, permitted, 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 the, permitted these, I'm tempted to say permitted these because that's, Greek way but um, if it has all the properties that he says mm-hmm. what is has then it is true
0: how's that different from existential
1: well because existential is not concerned with
0: true or false it's just well, but it, like, but it, then the table exists in all the ways that it exists that Parmedides is saying that it exists. Sorry, I'm hanging on the table again. I have a really hard time with these two. We we don't have to focus on this so much. I just wanted to introduce them as possible ways of thinking about is. Okay. Um, and we've been not good at giving examples for them. Um,
1: <clears throat> Yeah, please tell us in the comments. You guys got to leave comments. You, you, you know, just say hi. Yeah, say hi. Say or... hi or bash us or tell us we're great. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the first comment, please. Um, okay.
0: And any classmates of ours, if you're listening to this and you want to come and correct us. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll be in this. You have your own insight into please how to think about this. By all means, come and join us. Um. All right. So, next one.
1: Mm-hmm. Remaining the same and in the same, by itself, it lies. I'll put this so you can see it. It lies and so remains there fixed for mighty necessity holds it in bonds of limit which holds it back on all sides. For this reason it is right for what is to be not incomplete. I don't know why he did just say complete, but whatever. For it is not lacking, otherwise, what is would be in want of everything. So I think... I'm going to repeat myself a lot. But I think this is a a similar point to the last one we made where if you have half an an onion, then it's in some sense incomplete. It's not a full onion. You have parts of it that are not an onion. And that cannot be the case. Yeah, but the ancient Greeks had onions. Well, I don't think that's like I I agree that that's not what he's saying. Right. I'm just trying to articulate right. <clears throat> right, the point. I don't agree that he's referring to just like if you cut up an apple into four pieces, and you have a fourth of an apple and that's impossible. That's impossible. All right. It's really a flat, you know.
0: Right, it, but then but then but but then what would he be what's he describing? Cuz he's
1: I think he's making
0: because he would have been talking about, like, what he was experiencing. Like, he would have been trying to give a an assessment of the world around him as he was interacting with it. And so, like, he would have had to have maybe cut up an onion once or twice. I um, think he's talking about metaphysical laws. I see.
1: That's my interpretation. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I think he's saying he might be right. that in some Being sense... Too- material to concrete with it, perhaps? Or? Well, essentially, I think what he's saying is it can't be too... too... I think he's kind of introducing, in some sense, the theory of, like, incommensurability, mm-hmm. which is essentially to say we can't have... are like, I'll just say like a theory of like the moon, right? Mm-hmm. Or the sun. Oh, I know more about the sun and the moon. But it can't, we can't have, you know, something about the sun be that it is both orbiting the earth and the earth orbits it or being orbited by the earth. Right, you can't have those two theories you the You can't same. have those two, okay. two things. So what is, meaning some kind of law or or law, yeah, because um a theory is not complete, let's say it's a theory mm-hmm. so for for something to be a law, like what is or he probably didn't think of it as a law but kind of what is a governing property of our universe of our world, etc mm-hmm. has to be something that is complete, holds, and ex- exist it did not come into being at a certain point and did not cannot can not at some point no longer be the case it has to be always the case so at any given moment it is only existing in the present
0: right okay so you so you don't do anything to the onion when you cut it up like you're like the but i don't think he's talking about like But like, oh, you can't.
1: Like, he would probably say in the case of an onion. Like, I, I just don't think he's referring to like physical objects. I see. Let's say the existence of like physical objects. Like, I think I don't think he's dumb enough to think that if I split this book in half and burned.
0: No, no, but that's that's why I'm pushing back against the example because uh, he, he's going to be giving an account of how to think of like, because this,
1: <coughs> this pushing is like uh, on the example of the onion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah I agree that I don't think that's
1: what he's talking. About. I just told, said that, that. I don't think that's what he's talking about. Right. But I'm just, I'm only used, I only brought up the onion to kind of put the lame. Like, I think when you first read this, because again we don't know what was inside his head i think when you kind of
0: no but so, so, but but the but this this poem right this yeah. is uh him giving an account of him going to uh the goddess in the underworld wherever it was um and her giving him an account of two ways of thinking of, about the world right right and saying that mortals Right, who think about stuff, right? Think about stuff in this one way, and it's naff. Don't do that. There's naff. Naff, uh, not good, bad. Okay. You know, to be fair, maybe that's an English uh, English expression. Naff. I think it is. Um, so yeah, so not good. Like uh, the, the don't do that one. And then there's this other way of thinking about the world, right? And so like I agree with you. He's probably making sort of metaphysical claims about the structure and principles of the world, but that's also going to include that which is in it such as onions right so like i'm i'm like it's so i, I don't know i'm, I'm ju- just, just trying to think about fitting both of those into this description because mm. i think he's going but i think they're going to be included in that because she's giving him an account of how mortals poorly think about that which is both in the world and not of the world does that make sense
1: mm See, I, I'm inclined mm-hmm. because he 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 advocates go you know not relying on the senses because yeah using reason using reason yes and so that leads me to believe that he's not talking about just ah, experiential
0: experiential uh, right I see I see it's thinking about uh, okay fair enough fair enough that's a fair point yeah yeah
1: some, you know, laws that we can
0: Right, that. right. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. Cause he says, use reason to think about the, um, controversial claims I'm I'm putting forward, Right, but not, that's not, so he's not, it's not empirical. It's not going to the world. Right. The experience. Okay. Fair enough. Take that back. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's my interpretation. No, no, fair enough. I agree with you.
1: Um, I wish you didn't agree with me. So we could have more of a, I can I cannot agree with you. Well, you well, we'll we'll consider all the you know the. the. <laughs> okay, let's let's continue. Um, where were we? Yes, for this reason it is no. Did we did we do the for this reason it is right for what is to be not incomplete, uh, for what is not lacking. Otherwise, we've been. Want, yes, I did do that. So, what is to be thought of is the same as that on account of which the thought is. For not without what is, on which it depends, having been solemnly pronounced, will you find thinking for nothing else either is or will be except what is, since precisely this is what fate shackled to be whole and motionless. Therefore, it has been named all things that mortals persuaded that they are real have posited both to be generated and to perish, to be and not, and to change place and alter bright color. So... I take him... because when he says what is to be thought of is the same as that on account of which the thought is I think we have to go outside of just the if I'm thinking about this chair Mm -hmm. then this chair must be is because I think that would be that kind of thinking would lead us down the second path, the wrong path, right? Because if I, you know, burned this chair, mm-hmm. then my thought would be this chair is no longer. But right? so I, I just, what I, what I mean is, I think we have to, to think about what he's saying is, we have to think about it as being when I have a thought about what is, mm-hmm. that thing is deductive. It's foundational. It cannot... It's relying on on logic and fundamental laws of the universe. We should not concern ourselves with things that... Or we should not think about things that we can perceive by our senses as... Being is and is not. Does that make any sense?
0: We should not think about things that we can perceive with our senses as is and is not. Right. Right, because that would be a
1: contradiction. That would be a contradiction. Right. But our, but like our senses, if we just kind of thought empirically about the world Mm -hmm. we would think that because empirically it would, would seem obvious it would seem strange to not think that this book right now is but if I took out a match and burned it completely then it would in a future point be is not
0: and he's saying that's not possible but again, we're back to empirical examples. I
1: think I, I, I don't think he, I think he would say you're thinking in the wrong frame. You're you're, you're in the wrong. So this
0: this is kind of like a, an early attempt at first principles reasoning, right? Like, uh, what like working from first principles, kind of like how like Descartes' meditation.
1: Like he he, I don't think he'd say oh necessarily. That's the, like I don't think he'd then say oh no, you're wrong because the book really is and it's always been. I think he would say you you're in the wrong route of thinking you're not you you're not you know we're in two different paths here and they're incommensurable one is i'm thinking about what i can see through my senses and things come and they go and the other is i'm thinking purely through logic and reason and those things do not perish They are always, you know, the case.
0: Right. But you could say that about the book, even if you burnt it, because there would be what, like, there would be ash, right? There would be what remains of the book once having burnt it. So the book continues, right? It doesn't doesn't cease to exist, doesn't become nothing. But you're saying this is still in the wrong... In my... Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Cool. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me interpreting. I think that is what he's saying. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Because I think it's 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 too trivial of a claim to say you guys are idiots by thinking if I burn this book,
0: then it's no longer there because actually you have all this ash and you can, you know. Right, but, but I guess thinking in a contemporary paradigm, right? Like it's like the transference of energy, right? Like the state of energy doesn't, it may dissipate and move or uh, and change or, or go go away, but it doesn't change. But that's right? not the, That would be the energy, not the book, right? Well the book is energy. Right? It's made up of, of like of, uh, of of particles that as But I think
1: energy. he he would say, Oh, that's something about um that's a you know, a law of thermodynamics. That energy, you know, but-
0: that's what is, though. Like, uh, That's what the,
1: is. Right. The, the, the principle. hmm mm-hmm. But to say that the book... I, th- I think when you're talking about, like, the book... Mm-hmm. Right? Because we perceive with our... Logic does not tell us... By just pure logic, we don't get to the point that the book is. Mm-hmm. That's something I I know right now, I'm saying right now with my senses. Mm-hmm. I see it, I feel it, I can hear the pages, mildly smell it. Um, and then, right, if you asked me, what are the properties of a book? Or if I asked you, what are the properties of, what is a book? What would you tell me? Honestly, if I just asked you... Mm. If we went out there and asked a ton of people... What is a book? What is a book?
0: A collection of pages with a writing it, Bound in a a case. Presumably there's something that you can read. Yeah, you can... Yeah, with with, uh, uh, digestible material and so on. Right, and those are all things that... Properties. ...come from senses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't reason yourself to book is. What are you saying? Right.
1: I mean I, I think Yeah, I think in some sense he's telling us that we need to think about what is firm, what is a law, what is always the case. So like he may he may want us to describe this room in a completely different way than we would say just talking amongst ourselves like this book sits on the table the mic is on the table the book is to the right of the, the computer he'd say something about i don't know mm-hmm. there's this amount of energy in, in these things and or the atoms that are holding here like when you burn the book What's really happening is the atoms are rearranging themselves. But they're still, they're still the same atoms and they can't be unbroken.
0: Okay. Judge by reason, the much contested examination spoken by me. So that's coming from the goddess, and she's giving a description of these ways of thinking about the world. Mm-hmm. And she's instructing him to use reason to think about her description. Now, is there a way that that can be kind of copied, pasted, or transposed to thinking, using reason to think about empirical claims? Right, like use judge by reason the much contested examination spoken by me. So I give you an an empirical, uh, empirical description of this room or the book. Judge by reason using your reason, think about. But isn't isn't
1: isn't if we like does not it still rely on sensory perception to give a description? To give a description? Yes. And doesn't he say that that essentially we should not think of, uh, use our senses to think about what is and what is not?
0: Do not let habit, origin, experience compel you along this route to direct an aimless eye experience. and an echoing it's... ear and tongue. But judge by reason the much contested examination spoken by me.
1: I'm mean,
0: inexperienced. Hmm.
1: I mean, he's in the underworld, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's kind of similar to like the Descartes locking himself in a dark room.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. You know true and that kind of destabilizing uh period of uncertainty right like maybe it's not an accident that he put himself he, it's the god of the underworld who doesn't have any contact with the you know
0: right but she does say that it wasn't uh by evil deed that arrived you here it was right and justice so, right ma- ma- i mean i don't know
1: maybe the underworld isn't like it seems like it's not a bad place here in this in this particular it story really nice
0: and the must golden gates and chariots with music it sounds not too bad so,
1: so i mean maybe the point is you go you kind of go into this underworld and that's where you can get away from all your senses and, and using all your sense to think about things and you can then think about things using the root of
0: pure induction or logic. Right, because he's not oh, in a place of experience. Right. in the Underworld. He's in the Underworld. Okay. Yeah, maybe. 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 Should we... Uh, yeah. What time, what time
1: are we on? Uh, We're like one fifteen. I think what we should do is just finish, kind of get to the end of 1.8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11.8. Yeah, okay. And then... Close it off, though. Do a, a brief, you know, summary, and then we'll close it off. Sure. Um, all right, where were we? Ah, yes, change place and alter bright color. Um, but since the limit is ultimate, it is complete from all directions, like the bulk of a well rounded sphere, equally matched from the middle on all sides. For it is right for it to be not in any way greater or lesser than in another. What do you make of the, like the bulk of a well-rounded sphere, equally matched from the middle, on all sides, for it is right for it to be not in any way greater or lesser than in another?
0: What do you make of that? I'm not
1: sure I make anything of it if I'm perfectly honest with you. Um, <clears throat> I mean, is he just saying there that, you know, it's it's perfectly positioned, such that it it can't be. Is he making you know because a, a sphere is kind of like perfect in some sense, and it's equidistant from everything, so it it can't be added or subtracted.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's just saying. This is going to sound really simple, but what is it? It is what it is, right? This um, it is complete from all directions. It says, but since the limit is ultimate, it, and then in brackets it says, namely, what is is complete from all directions. So what is is complete in the way that it is. It's per, like perfect, like I, right. maybe like the like the bulk of a well-rounded sphere. It's equally matched from the middle on all sides. So, I don't know what to make of that actually. For it is right for it to be not in any way greater or any lesser than in another. So things just are the way they are, right? Like, like no, laws, no, yeah.
1: There's no principles. They just are. Yes. Do Do you think he could be talking about? I went back and forth between like metaphysical claims, mm-hmm. and he's like. Claims about, like, human nature. I don't think he's talking about, like, claims about... I want it to be claims about human nature, but I don't think that's what
0: he's talking about. Well, he's slagging off human nature a little bit, isn't he?
1: Well, I just mean, like, ethical claims.
0: Moral oh, see. claims. See.
1: Like, moral principles. But I think he's talking about metaphysical stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I, think think so. I think so. I think it. so. I think, I think so. Well, because there's, there's a lot of, in the other... Um... I Can't remember the names, but the other uh, ancients we were looking at. There's a lot of cosmological claims, a lot of uh, yeah. ontological claims about what, like how the solar system is constructed. Right. Um. So, I think he's probably following up, up that tradition. Right. But so yeah. I, but I, it's I, interesting. Like, like the others, he doesn't really give.
1: Like, he doesn't really give. Um a specific description of the universe.
0: No, no it doesn't.
1: Which is interesting mm. because maybe his reasoning for that is we like just by looking at it and it, and if if I gave it a description mm. it would be based off of experience. Experience which is wrong. Not what he's talking about. Not what he's talking about. You know any description needs to be based off, of it.
0: right? But if but if you but if you're giving a description of something, it's positive, right? Because it has qualities that you're describing, so that comes into the category of is, right? It's it's what is not that you can't give a description of. So an empirical claim is a description of a thing and its properties, however accurate or inaccurate you are about it. You it is a claim about what is, not a claim about what is not. So is is he... This is what I was asking earlier about. Like, is he asking you to use reason to think about empirical claims? Like, to not simply just take what it is that is an experience at first at first hand, right? So, like, so maybe the reason why he's not giving any cosmological description is because he... Uh, to give a description of it, to just, like, you know, the other guys did, like, with the, with the pipes and the sun comes through a right. hole in the pipe and the <laughs> earth is a flat column, you know, he's saying... <clears throat> Which, by the way,
1: to, to go back to the flat comp thing, just a quick comment. It's remarkable, though, even though it, in his thing the earth is flat, the universe is a sphere, mm. and then he kind of layers it. Like it's not. If you think about it in terms of like, you know, the heavens are just like way up in the like way up in the sky, and you know the the hell is like just you know beneath the rock to mm. its core not a
0: you know t- terrible description of the earth but anyway no no but that's, that's that's my point right but you're you're giving an account oh, of, but that wasn't him no no, no 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 no. but he's following these other philosophers right who right. have given a cosmology or a, a description of how the world works however they give it right yes. and maybe he's saying you can give your descriptions of what you experience empirically but think about the claims judge by reason the empirical claims don't merely rely on the empirical experience because you'll be led astray, mm. right? Because like what ex- uh, appears in experience, you know, like we mess up sometimes, right? Like uh, experience is very strange and fuzzy, and you, you know, like you know, like th- those you remember those experiments, right? Where you like you can have or say there's a car accident, right? Or something uh, something happens suddenly, and and you go and interview people about it, and then you ask fifteen people. About something that happened in the street and you get 15 different descriptions of of what happened right right. so they're all, all 15 of those descriptions are empirical claims about what they had in their experience about what happened and, and all of those cosmological descriptions are like based on their observation of you know like the guy looks up at the sun and he sees a a, a, a bright dot and he says ah oh, there must be pipes going around the earth and there's a hole in the there's a hole in the pipe and that's the, the 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 hole in the pipe is the sorry the sun is the hole in the pipe and the fire from it within the pipe coming outside of the pipe right that's an, an empirical uh claim right it's wrong but it's an empirical claim and Parmenides is saying don't just take experience as it is use your reason to think about it so, and maybe that's why he hasn't given the description of the world because he's critiquing previous descriptions of the world by saying this is the framework by which you should move forward and think about well, the world. It, it seems like
1: the, the, the common human way of thinking about it uh-huh. is to rely purely on, you know, the empirical... Right, sure, yeah. ...senses, right? Yep, yeah. Etc. Lived experience. And the, the divine way of thinking about it is to purely, you know... To use logic, and reason, to think about things. Now, I don't know about
0: divine, but because because well, well, he's, no, he's introducing it. He's introducing reason, right? He's like intru- from a goddess.
1: Yes, fair enough. And so,
0: it could be. Also, oh, so it's it's a it's a claim about a superior method of reasoning. I mean, that, that's kind of the point. Yeah, but it, it could be that, that he sees like, to your point, that
1: that's kind of like one path we should abandon and the other, and this could be the case, hmm. that it, the divine path is like what we should all strive towards, mm-hmm. but is maybe not possible for us to to. to contemplate the world purely based on reason so maybe he's saying well I don't I don't think sorry Carol maybe he's saying oh we should it's a we should you know use reason to assess our empirical claims but it, we're not capable of knowing of as kind of humans who are not divine. We can't
0: proceed purely on you know deductive reasoning. I don't. Maybe. Yeah, well, look, I don't. I don't think it's too ridiculous because <clears throat> if you just just think about what we are, right, is that we we are human beings with a capacity for a reason. Right. We don't have an instinct for it. Right. right? We don't have an instinct for a reason. We don't all did like deduce our way through the day right we can you can discipline yourself and you can what we're here with philosophy students for crying out loud we're actually trying to discipline ourselves to use our capacity for reason in a, a constructed in a constructive and productive way but we don't have an instinct for it. it's why you have to come and and study and train and so maybe he's observing that for most people right that faculty isn't exercised Mm. And so isn't uh, implemented in the common person's thinking of the world. And he does seem to have a bee in his bonnet about that and and an air of superiority, um, you know, because he's the one who's been taken to see the goddess. And she says, oh, you must know all things. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't doesn't sound ridiculous to me because given what we are. makes.
1: I want to read this part. Go for it. So I mean, she goes on to say, for neither is the case that what is not, which would stop it from reaching the same, nor is there any way in which what is would be in one way more than what is in another way, since in another way less, since all is in, uh, viable from equal, itself from all directions and meets uniformity with limit. That seems along the lines of what we've kind of been talking mm-hmm. about. I don't. But then it says, at this point. I want you to know I end my reliable account and thought about truth. From here on, learn mortal opinions, listening to the deceitful order of my words. For they establish two forms to name in their judgments, of which it is not right to name one. In this they have gone astray, and they distinguish things opposite in body, and establish signs, apart from one another. For the one, the ethereal, fire of flame mild very light the same as itself in every direction but not the same as the other but the one in itself is opposite a dark night dense and heavy body i declare to you all the ordering as it peers so that nor no mortal judgment
0: may ever overtake you hence the superiority <laughs>
1: But is she commanding him then to say go with what I've told you, but also live in your mortal, mortal world?
0: Listen to the deceitful word, order of my words. Deceitful. That's interesting. Why would she say that? For they establish two forms to name in their judgments, of which it is not right to name one, unless they have gone astray and they distinguish things opposite in body and established signs apart from one another. Feral flame, fire and flame, mild, very light, the same as itself in every direction. It's back to the sphere, but not in the same as the other. But That other one in itself is opposite. Dark night, a dense and heavy body. I declare to you all the ordering as it appears, so that no mortal judgment may ever overtake you. Well, I don't know, it feels like she's... <clears throat> yes, I think so. I think she's like... Uh... I don't know. He's gone to the underworld, had an interaction with this goddess. He's gone through mm. a period of enlightenment. Oh. I mean, is this like, in some sense, going out of the cave, seeing what really is, and then instructing ah, you to go back into the that's interesting. back into the yeah, maybe the cave, maybe, maybe But no mortal judgment may ever overtake you because once you've seen it, yeah, once you've seen it, you can't unsee it.
1: Yeah, maybe, right. man.
0: So. I do love that allegory, by the way. Me too. We'll probably get to that. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um,
1: But but is this kind of like, because, you know, is that kind of the point of saying, listen to the deceitful order of my words? Like, is that kind of like what I say?
0: She says something similar up here, right? When she says, um, judge by reason, the much contested examination spoken by me, right? So she's, she's saying, use your reason to, Think about this description of thinking. Okay. I took it as use, you know, what my
1: mode of thinking is not common to the human world. And it's contrary to the way humans. To the instinctive way, which would be through experience. So like to think, to using my, you know, way of thinking is going to make it difficult for you to exist easily in your human world but do it anyway difficult to exist because because if 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 you know in in everyday life right everything is using you know the senses and we're always relying on on senses and empirical stuff and then somebody tells you stop using your senses or like the, the, the true way of knowledge is to stop using your senses and to only rely on deductiveness and then they go send you back out into the world of only people only using their senses for things. It's going to be very difficult for you to exist in that world.
0: Well, I think I think it's to, 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 to bring that manner of thinking into, into that, back into that, into, into that world. Right. Like, But i I'm saying the deceitful is just because she's like, this
1: isn't it, like, it's, to, it's kind of like tricky, you know, like, it's going to make life somewhat difficult for you because it's not because you're going to,
0: or it's a, or it's a, uh, uh, an anticipation of the accusations one might receive bringing such knowledge to other people saying here is a better way of thinking than you are. He would be accused as in Plato's cave of deceit and of trickery. I mean, maybe fortunately,
1: fortunately for Parmenides, that's really what he meant. Fortunately and unfortunately, people interpreted him to say something less intelligent, but more fitting with the times. Mm. So he was, like, safe, but at the same time, given a short end of a stick in
0: history. I don't know. We had a good crack.
1: We had a good crack. Um, the kind of concluding... I I think he's talking about you know, thinking in terms of like what like metaphysical laws and and think about, you know, truths that are existent in the world and
0: don't just rely on like. Sure, right. Because drawing a distinction between is and is not is, that's, right. that's a metaphys- metaphysical distinction, right? Because right. you're saying is not is not. Right. right. And I guess in the Onion
1: case, you would say like, the Onion doesn't actually exist we just think it exists by our senses, but actually it's really, you know, a thing of atoms or a thing of energy mm.
0: or a thing of maybe. Cause it's not like there is not, it's not like the second route. So the foot, the, yeah, the second route that is not like, cause we've been talking about empirical and rational, right. And as if maybe the, the first route which is reason is rational and but it's not like the second one's empiricism because is not that's not a there is no empiricism with is not because there is not there's nothing to describe right, so there are no empirical claims to be made in the well it is in the sense that if i if
1: my perception of the book is is this and then i and then it's gone it burns mm-hmm. right then through my empirical experience, it will be no longer in the future. But remember, he says that things can't be no longer in the future if they are. Yes, but you, but
0: you you said that you think he's talking about form or principle or, right. or lo- logos or logic, right? Right. Not the not the concrete. That right. That's what it, I mean. I
1: think that's what he's talking about when he says, "What is, you know, is and what is not is not." Like because deductive reasoning, the whole point of deductive reasoning is if the premises are true yes. the conclusions and the
0: arguments valid
1: valid. It can't no matter what changes em- empirically in the world, unless the premises are based off of empirical you know facts, it's will always be true because it's it's true based on logic. Yes. Not
0: on. Yeah. The argument's valid and the premises are true, and the conclusion logically follows from the premises. The conclusion has to be true. It has to be true. Yes. Right.
1: And so that's what, that's, you know, so, and a law is something that, not in the sense of like, I give you a command to do this, you know, pay your tax, blah, 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 but something that is, you know, a, a divine law in the sense that mm. it's always true. So I think what what I think he's saying is think about those things. Mm. Well, not think like the world, the truth, the real truths are those things and use that in, go and use that in your world to kind of...
0: Well, look, I think... I think he's cuz again this is this is a poem right this is a right. and whether he's had this experience in a dream or uh by drinking some ergot that's got fucking weird fungus in it makes you see stuff um <clears throat> he I think he's this will be coming out of him having thought about an you know uh, an a pro, an improved way of thinking about the world so while I, I agree with you I think it, he's he's going to be there's going to be an air of like transcendence of thinking about sort of higher order principles. I still think it's a, here is this method of thinking, rational thinking, right? And you've got the common person who is instinctive and reacting based on what's coming into their experience. And he's gone and had this transcendent experience where he's had this realization that using your reason to think about, yes, yes, Higher order principles, yeah. but then also bringing that back to the world where people are responding instinctively based on empiricism and using your capacity of, for reason to think about um, contested examinations. Right? So, so just
1: so is so. What is ungenerated and perishable, whole, unique, mm-hmm. steadfast, and complete, is that is? But is so? Are you saying that? you think that that is, he's referring to like when he's describing things that have those properties, right? That can't be in the past and and can't be in the future, but in the present and can't be split up. Those he's referring to like metaphysical properties. Mm-hmm. But it's also about like, it's also about taking together a new way of thinking about things that is not solely reliant on perceptual experience because you can be led astray because you can be led astray Mm -hmm. so it's kind of it's it's two things one is one is the claim that what is is just the metaphysical laws but the root is the deductive thinking thinking
0: the root to those metaphysical laws
1: Right, but the but the root can be... The root is the deductive thinking. Mm-hmm. And so you can use that in... That is a tool that you should use in... Thinking about experience. In the... And everything mortal, But in the mortal world, quote right. unquote. Yeah, yeah. And so... But in,
0: like, like simply, I, I think, just to put it really simply, yeah. I, I'm like I think he's just introducing a way of thinking about stuff mm. right that which is in the world ex- experience whether we're wrong about it or not reason right deductive reasoning using your rationale is is introducing this as a superior way of thinking about what is than the mere empirical so what so what
1: is the is for you like what what is the thing that is ungenerated imperishable whole unique steadfast and complete That doesn't have a past
0: or doesn't have a future. Well, it would be the way I'm thinking of it, and maybe I'm putting my contemporary framing on it, which is probably more than likely, is like that which is in itself outside of how we have an experience of it. Right? So there's our experience of the world, the empirical, right? Mm -hmm. That guy who saw the sun and thought, oh, there must be pipes and a hole in the pipe with fire in it, and that's the sun, right? Um, but then there's the world itself, like that which is, right, the unperishable, the continuous, the the uh, that which is and it always is, right? The And the way to think about what that is is not through looking at it and just experiencing it and taking it at face value, but applying deductive reasoning to thinking about what your experiences is or what actually... Or what might be the case beyond your experience? So you're saying that deductive reasoning is the is.
1: No. So what is the is? Like what what things are the
0: is for you that are like ungenerated, imperishable, just whole, unique, steadfast? Thing? Well, the the things you're having experience of, experiences of, but there's like a there's a gap between you and that which you're having a, an experience of. You're having. I'm having an so experience. So it's kind
1: of like forms for you.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's all uh, maybe like the thing in itself. So what
1: you think? What you think based on your sensory perceptions of what an onion is is not actually what an onion is.
0: Well, yeah. Because like, okay, so I'm having an experience of you right now. Right. Right. Like uh, like I can see your brown hair, your like a uh, light brown coat, the black string on your thing, your stubble on your face. Right. And I'm I'm having this experience of nice you. Nice description. Yeah, thanks. I'm having this experience of you. Yeah. Through my flawed and limited senses, with my limited uh, uh, ability to represent what I'm experiencing, right. right? But I will not be experiencing you in all the ways in which you are. There will be a way in which you is right. Right. That I'm not having an experience of. I'm having an approximation. I'm having an experience of an approximation of you, Mm. right? So there's a distinction between my, like as in my, what's in my visual field right now. Right. There's a distinction to be made between my experience of you and you as you are. And the same for you as me. So you're having an experience of me, however I look, right? But it's going to be, and I'm having an experience of me, right? So I'm still having it like my, my hand doesn't look like this, right? I'm just experiencing my hand like this. My hand will be the way in which my hand is, Mm. But I'm having a limited and flawed experience of my hand. So, there's a higher order of. Well, not necessarily higher order. I just I'm just like there's a gap between there's an existential gap between me and reality. Mm. And reality is, and my experience of it is my experience of it, not reality. I see. So the way for, and the way for you to bridge that gap is deductive, is it? Well, there's not. I don't. I don't think it's. To Bridget, I think it's like you. It's a. Just it's acknowledging a, that it's there. Well, and and uh, to to that that I have a flawed experience of. Say you, and if I want to um, increase my the accuracy of my representation, mm. right? To to use my capacity for reason to uh, dispense with my biases and think more clearly about what it is I'm having an experience of. So that I can approximate it to a higher degree of accuracy, though for me there is like well, that existential gap. I don't think it can be bridged, right? There's like there's a, a will always be a gap between me and reality, even of myself, right? Right. That can't be bridged, but you can increase the degree of accuracy or confidence that you have in your description of what it is you're having an experience of, and you arrive at that through. Your capacity for reason, I think. We have, but that's my perspective. Right. Not necessarily. I, like I'm. That's That's just how I think right. about these we things. Have, and I'm, I'm. That's kind of the the little, yeah, caveat of of everything of of, of interpretation. Though. Right. But I I would say that
1: I, I think we're not that far different in our opinions. No. Because I think what you're describing is that like, thing that is. What it really is. Right, that there's that gap between the way you experience it and Mm -hmm. what it really is. I I guess what I interpret him as saying is that thing that you're saying that what really is. Mm -hmm. It's the, the knowledge of that is only really achievable by pure deductive reasoning, or is only truly like the metaphysical laws that I'm talking about are and that have these properties of ungenerated imperishable whole unique steadfast and complete Mm -hmm. those things are in my mind what you are talking about of what things really are sure yeah yeah fair enough and maybe the kind of the point where maybe we tend to disagree is you, from what I understand, might say that what things really are may, like an onion. I keep on going back to that. I don't know why. But an onion. There's lies <laughs> And an onion may have something that is what makes up an onion that is different from our perceptual experience of an onion. Mm-hmm. And so he could still be talking about that and i and I think for me, I guess he would say, and I'm leaning toward the side that he wouldn't even say that an onion exists, and that
0: there's well an onion might not exist. Are you saying that I'm no i I'm, I'm I'm just trying to riff on what you're saying oh, okay. So, so, you, so, you, so you're leaning towards the side where he would say that an onion doesn't exist. It's just. But hour. he's not
1: concerned about the the higher, you know, the the right thing of empirical things that we see, but rather he's concerned with like metaphysical laws in the world that govern
0: all things. Sure, sure. But I mean, but I guess so. But that would be included in my description of what is. So I'm not ejecting that or neglecting it from. No, no,
1: I just mean that you would like it seems, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is that, like, he would look at an onion mm-hmm. and say, there's some higher thing of the onion that we're not able to see or experience, but. But that exists, and i'm and I think I would say that he would say, to hell you know you guys think onions are real, but in reality there's, there's something else governing this, and that is i mean onionness well I don't even know if he would like i i I'm inclined to say he would be just throw out the term onionness and just think about a lot like he would say. What really is is there's these like I said metaphysical laws that govern everything mm-hmm. and it may be such that there is no no object that we can perceive with our senses that really is those things okay. But I, think I can see that. I can see that. I'm with you. Those are maybe the two schools that we belong to. Fair enough. Anyway. Should <laughs> call it a day? I think we should call it a day. Our listeners are probably exasperated bewildered right now.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I reckon they're have...
1: probably more exasperated than bewildered. Yeah. Look, I I enjoyed this. Um, we have a tutorial There'll be 11 more of these. Yeah. 10 more. Oh, 10 more. 10 more. So buckle up and let's head to ancient Greece.
0: Let's. Until next time. Until next time. Take care of yourself, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye bye.